A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the podcast that reads from your social media posts, online articles, and sometimes a surprise or two. So let's start the show. I'm your host, voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Tom Zania. We'll have your words from social media and much more right after these important announcements. Jeff Corey made a name for himself in the 1940s as a character actor in films like Joan of Arc and The Killers. Everything changed in 1951, when he refused to name names and was promptly blacklisted. He embarked on a career as one of the industry's most revered acting instructors. His memoir, Improvising Out Loud, My Life Teaching Hollywood How to Act, written by Jeff Corey with his daughter Emily Corey, provides a unique and personal perspective on the man whose teaching inspired some of Hollywood's biggest names. The afterlife is not at all what Jack Duffy had expected. A failed suicide attempt launches him into a world that continually tests his ability to forgive and forget. In The Borrowed Souls, written by Paul B. Kohler, Jack Duffy will be compelled to make decision after decision about who gets to live and who will lose their soul. In war-torn Okinawa, there is the story told by a young kamikaze pilot only moments before flying his fighter plane into the side of an American battleship. I Know Why the Waters of the Sea Taste of Salt is written by the poetic master of modern-day horror, Steve Vernon. All three of these great audiobooks are narrated by Tom Zania. Listen to them today by visiting audible.com. Do you need a good professional sound for your podcast? I'm Tom Zania, voice actor and podcast host of Tom Reads Your Story. I can give you the sound you're looking for for your podcast intros and advertisements at the price and turnaround you need. So don't hesitate and send me a message at TomReadYourStory at Yahoo.com. are back. Hello again, everyone. I had uh, a week off there uh, for my birthday. And I got to start off. I got to start off today with an apology. Now, I was under the impression that I was 64 this year, this past birthday on October 6th. I'm not 64, I'm 63. And I was under the impression somehow I got it into my head. I guess I'm just getting older or I'm bad at math. I don't know. But uh, I am 63, not 64. And that when I'm 64 recording that I did, I guess you'll just have to listen to it again next year. I'm sure you're really excited to hear that again. But anyway, I'm 63. And I don't usually 
as I said in Facebook, I, I don't usually do much on my birthday or sometimes nothing at all. Um, but this year, I treated myself to a steak dinner, something I don't normally have. I had steak at the Outback. Uh, they have some kind of a weird rub there. It's very spicy. I don't know what it is they do. But uh, it was good, nonetheless. Good steak, coconut shrimp with it. I love coconut shrimp. I just love it. It's so delicious. And, of course, some uh, mashed potatoes on the side and a salad. And that was nice. You know, I I had uh, the, the brownie with the ice cream on top deal and the fudge uh, syrup on it. And that was delicious. And, um, God, I must have drank four raspberry sweet teas. And I'm telling you, I love, I love sweet tea. I drink it pretty much every day uh, as part of my lunch break uh, where I work. And uh, this was raspberry, and it was refillable. So I had four of them. How about that? A refillable drink in New York. You know, because usually restaurants in New York are such a ripoff along with housing and the theaters and the, everything else, that uh, you just go, okay, I'll probably have to pay another $3 or whatever for this raspberry sweet tea. Fortunately, they stuck to their Midwestern guns and kept refilling it, so that's a good thing. So I'm 63 now and hoping for a good year. Um, I am in the process of moving again. Uh, because of uh, a decision made by the leaseholder to move their loved one into the apartment, thereby not having enough room for myself. So I have been ordered, after three months of living here, to leave. So that is what I'm up against right now. Um, anyway, I've been thinking about aging, as I do every year when I have a birthday. <laughs> and I, I think you do too. I think a lot of people, you know, go, oh no, another birthday. I'm getting, you know, closer to that, that age where I uh, eventually leave this planet, <laughs> go somewhere else. Um, and I, um, I came across a poem and uh, it's by Evan Boland, and you'll forgive me if I mispronounce. I think it is Boland, not Boland. And if somebody says Boland, sorry. Um, but it's um, another uh, a poet that I've never heard of, and I, I I like to look into poetry to read. I think almost more than anything else. But uh, it's it's interesting to learn about different poets, who they are. And I'm looking at Wikipedia, uh, looking at uh, the, the uh, entry for Evan Boland. Uh, she was born in 1944 and died in 2020. She was an Irish poet, author, and professor. She was a professor at Stanford, where she taught from 1996. Her work deals with the Irish national identity, 
and the role of women in Irish history. A number of poems from Bolan's poetry career are studied by Irish students who take the leaving certificate. I don't know what that means. She was a recipient of the Lannan or Lanan Literary Award for Poetry. Um, Boland's father, Frederick Boland, was a career diplomat, and her mother, Frances Kelly, was a noted painter. She was born in Dublin in 1944. When she was six, Boland's father was appointed Irish ambassador to the United Kingdom. The family followed him to London, where Boland had her first experiences of anti-Irish sentiment. Her dealing with this hostility strengthened Boland's identification with her Irish heritage. She spoke of this time in her poem, An Irish Childhood in England. Very interesting. I uh, was going through Facebook, uh, gosh, at least a week ago, and my friend Rodney Vaccaro, who's a frequent contributor to the show, had posted something from Evan Boland that I just kind of liked to read, um, you know, thinking again about birthdays and getting older. Uh, it kind of struck a chord, you know, uh, another birthday has gone by. And I'm thinking about these things uh, that are mentioned in this, this poem, which is called The Necessity for Irony, in which the speaker is talking about the daughter, their daughter. And I recorded it, and I want you to hear it. The Necessity for Irony by Evan Boland On Sundays, when the rain held off, after lunch or later, I would go with my twelve-year-old daughter into town and put down the time at junk sales, antique fairs, there I would lean over tables, absorbed by lace, wooden frames, glass. My daughter stood at the other end of the room, her flame-colored hair obvious whenever, which was not often, I turned around. I turned around. She was gone, grown, no longer ready to come with me whenever a dry Sunday held out its promises of small histories. Endings. When I was young, I studied styles, their use and origin, which age was known for, which ornament, and was always drawn to a lyric speech, a civil tone, but never thought I would have the need, as I do now, for a darker one. Spirit of Irony, my caustic author of the past, of memory, and of its pain, which returns, hurts, stings, reproach me now, remind me that I was in those rooms, with my child, with my back turned to her, searching, oh, irony, for beautiful things. And speaking of a poetry-centered podcast episode, 
there's a few that I want to play for you. Uh, and here's the first one by Robert Frost. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I have to laugh because I think that um, The Road Less Traveled was probably the first poem I ever recorded on my recording equipment. And I read it so slowly. And I know you, I'm sure you noticed that. Now, I don't know that it makes it any better or worse. I don't know. It, I hope you liked it. It was, it was sort of like, um, I don't know, going to a poetry reading where there's, there's one person in the cast that reads everything really slow. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, let's see, what time is it? Uh, anyway, uh, I hope you liked it anyway, though. And this next one is one that you... I'm sure remember um it's the movie Invictus uh it, it takes its title from the William Henley poem uh of the same name Invictus and here that is right now Invictus by William Ernest Henley Out of the night that covers me Black as the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet... The menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain 
of my soul. And so, with another birthday, comes thoughts about getting older. And I, I don't know, I just kind of put those poems out there, and uh, I think that kind of goes along with it. Um, I hope you liked today's offerings. And listen, if this is your first visit to Tom Rager's story, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if this is yet another episode you've been listening to, if you're a regular listener, many more thank yous after that. Uh, I hope you come back and listen to uh, uh, some uh, talk. N not just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Reads Your Story. Portions were pre-recorded. Tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today because we're always looking for new ones. Thanks, Anchor.fm, for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Till next time, keep posting, everyone. Bye now. For more information on Tom's availability for your e-learning, commercial, audiobook, or video project, visit his website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Tom Reads Your Story. <laughs>